Hey everybody, this is B from B Evolve, bringing you another episode of Mind, Melanin, and Soul, where our goal is to help you feel, deal, and heal, talking about the real life issues that could be plaguing your emotional wellness or your mental health. So let's get started. Welcome to episode two. So today's topic is going to be about friendship. So what about your friends? And I thought that this was going to be a really great topic to hit on because I think that as we get older and the more that we shift into adulthood, our relationships begin to change. And sometimes we don't always know how to shift and change with them. So a little closer to the beginning of the year, you know, I asked people, what are some things that you might want to read about on the blog what are some blog topics that I haven't done yet that you're interested in and I actually had two different people ask me to write about how do you break up with a friend and that blog y'all is still sitting in the notes section of my phone unfinished because the more and more I started to write it you know I started to self-reflect and think do we even do you even always have to get to the point of a breakup are there some things that could happen before a breakup in a friendship you know just to kind of help things go along so that's kind of where we're going to start with today so when we think about who our friends are and what a friend means to us those are sort of like those effortless relationships that we have with people who are there to support us, we support them, we have a good time with them. You know, just think about how you define a friend, a good friend at that. And I think the challenge comes in is like, how do we build a friendship? Or how do we continue to grow in relationship with friends when it's not romantic? And I use the word relationship because I, I want us to keep in mind that relationships aren't always romantic. The definition of relationship is the state of being connected. So what really holds you together? And you really have to think about friendships that way. What keeps us connected? What keeps us growing? What keeps us happy and motivated to be part of one another? Um, I know sometimes I always say to people that they have, they should start treating friendships like intimate relationships, right? Because when it's a relationship that you really, really want, with a guy or a girl and things start to go sour we really fight for that we fight to keep it right like if things go wrong we're trying to figure out how to be the next inspector gadget we, we want to know exactly what happened how it happened what went wrong when it went wrong how i can fix it can this possibly be fixed but sometimes with friendships our egos are bruised so fast and so easily we're not even contemplating all those things I mean, we want to know, why'd you do it? And then we instantly then decide, do I want to walk away from this forever? Or do I want to just pretend like it never happened or just forgive you and move on? And so we skip a lot of steps when it comes to repairing friendships. The bottom line is that relationships, whether it be intimate with family or with friends, they take work. And when it comes to friends, it should be way more about sharing interests. There are hundreds and thousands of people that we share interests with on this world, right? And so let's take the example of our coworkers. There are plenty of people at work that we, you know, we find 
certain things that we have in common with. We get along with them. But a lot of times outside of the office, these are not our friends. We don't carry that relationship outside the walls of the office, right? But it doesn't mean that you don't share an interest with them. They're just missing something else to be your friend. So we can't just always narrow our friendships down when trying to explain them, define them, or decide if they're worth holding on to, to do we show interest or do we share interest with one another. Other things to consider um, when defining your friends is, are they wise counsel for you at all times? You want friends in your life who support you and you also want friends in your life who want to tell you when you're wrong. And telling you when you're wrong doesn't mean that they don't support you, but they want the best for you, right? And so they're going to correct you. They're going to give you that constructive criticism. They're going to help push and boost you along your way. And even when it's something that we don't like, we all need that that extra boost sometimes. Also, are you having the right conversations with your friends? Life circumstances change relationships all the time, but it doesn't always mean that friendships themselves have to change. So... You know, you met someone in college and this was your best friend for like four years, right? But maybe after college, you two go to different states or maybe after college, one of you has kids before the other. Being able to respect the differences in someone's life doesn't mean that the relationship completely separates. It just means that there's time to create new boundaries and new expectations to keep that relationship going. This brings me to... My next point of boundaries. Oh my God, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries are so important in every relationship. So we're going to shift back to intimate relationships really quickly because we all have certain standards when it comes to intimate relationships, most of us, right? Um, We know right off the bat what we will and will not accept. And we also know what we need for that relationship to thrive. So... Do you have that kind of checklist for friendships? Like, what do you need from a friend to make you happy? What do you need from a friend to make you feel supported? What do you need from a friend to know that you can have a good time together? Like, what kind of things do you need to show interest? And also, what do you need from a friend when it's time to maintain your own time? Like, we try our hardest not to walk blindly into intimate relationships we know exactly what we don't want do we know that when it comes to friends are we wasting our times when it comes to building friendships or even when a friendship that's supposed to be over is still there are we wasting our time because we are not being honest and transparent about that checklist and what we need and so if you take a moment to go through your mind and create this checklist or maybe you already know what it is if you review those things what do you need to feel supported what do you need to be happy all of that if you take a moment to review that is are those needs reflected in your relationships and if not what can you do to make sure that they start being reflected in your relationships are there healthy boundaries do your friends know when you need time Do your friends know what conversations might be off limits, right? All friends aren't created equal. And so some things I might share with my best friend might not be shared with another friend. But do friends know what lines not to cross with you? Some people are are okay openly discussing 
their sex life with other people. But some people feel like their intimate relationship is their intimate relationship. But do your friends know not to even ask you about what you and John did last night? I mean, do you have appropriate boundaries in your relationship? Can they come over to your house? How do they talk to your parents? Do they even know your parents? Do they call your parents by their first name or do they call them mom or dad? How does that make you feel? Do they have a nickname for you? Do you like that nickname? I can't stand when people call me Bree Bree. But there are some people who have accepted um, that that's never going to change. But if someone else decides they want to be a new friend or someone who's never tried it before, you know, slips up and says, Bree Bree, I instantly give them the side eye. Like, don't cross that boundary. That's, that's not your place. Going back over to the other side. And so setting boundaries could be one thing. Um, enforcing them could be another. So, I mean, communication is always most important. If something happens that you don't like, have a conversation about it. And someone who was truly your friend shouldn't be offended by it. So one quote that I really, really like uh, from Sarah Jakes Roberts was, don't allow the fear of confrontation to keep you from discovering deeper dimensions of yourself. And I really like that because sometimes we're so worried about hurting someone else's feelings or worrying about having such a huge argument with someone who we call a friend that we avoid confrontation. And sometimes communicating doesn't even always lead to confrontation. Nine times out of 10, being offended in a conversation comes from our perception and not always reality. And while perception can be reality, it is our job as adults to really try to find a deeper understanding in what was said when we're offended or even to just communicate until we are fully clear on what was being said when we assume we literally take words for face value and we run with them without any clarification and we end up offended we end up telling somebody else girl i can't believe she did xyz so on and so on but did we do our part Another good point when it comes to boundaries is learn how to say no to your friends. I love y'all. I want to be with y'all a lot all the time. I might not even go some places and be sad later when I see all y'all popping pictures on the gram later. But sometimes you need that alone time. You need to not be able to go out with anybody. You need to just sit home and be able to relax. Or maybe you don't even want to talk or text anybody on the phone. And that is an appropriate boundary. Self-care is essential at all times, no matter who you are. And so a good boundary for friends is learning how to accept a no answer. Maybe the answer is, no, I don't want to go to the party tonight just because I had a long weekend. I'm tired. Maybe the boundary is, no, I don't want to go because maybe an ex-boyfriend is going to be there and I haven't fully healed from that yet. You know, no one can tell you what kind of situations you're ready for. So you should always be comfortable saying no at all times. And to be completely honest, you know, those are good times to do friend checkups. Because if you can't handle my no, it's because you're way too comfortable abusing my yes. Your friends should be aware of the things that are going on in your life, the things that you're dealing with in your life. And so sometimes they might ask, you know, just unconsciously because as a friend, they want you to be there. But when a friend is truly aware of who you are as a person and your current set of needs, when you say no, they're able to respect that based on who you are and how they see you as a person in the relationship. Boundaries can get hard for all kinds of reasons. It could be because 
um, the value that you see in the relationship is is not equal, right? The two people in the relationship can have different perceptions. And that brings me now to fair weather friends. So this is actually a piece that I was really excited to talk about because it's something that we do deep in our unconscious that we don't always realize. So I'm going to try to keep the... Um, the psychology and social work stuff to a minimum so that I'm clear. <laughs> but let's talk about fair weather friends. We definitely compartmentalize a lot of our relationships, meaning that we see person A one way, we see person B this way, person C is in a whole nother realm of the brain, and we do things differently with each of those categories of people. And we do that basically because maybe we don't trust them, Maybe we don't see them as being as close. Maybe we don't see them as being as worthy. Whatever it might be, on the subconscious level, we have compartmentalized our friendships and even all relationships. And most times compartmentalization happens because there's something that we're actually trying to avoid from happening. Maybe, you know, category A knows something about your life from years and years ago. And while you've accepted that part of your life, you might not want to introduce that part of your life to people in compartment B. Maybe you did something in high school that you learned from, grew from, have been forgiven for, but in B, you created these new relationships where they never even knew about those skeletons in your closet. And whether or not try to see if people in compartment B will accept you for who you are, you just rather pretend like that part of your life doesn't exist. And you know that if those two categories of friends come together, it could, it could create something bad that you don't want to happen. I mean, you, your body even begins to respond on those occasions where we sometimes forget about that something, right? And those compartments of friends do come together. You might hear the friends in compartment A say something that triggers in you, like, oh my God, they're about to bring up what I did in high school. And you begin to change the subject. You begin to be like, look, don't, don't bring that up. Don't say that. It's compartmentalizing friends is because there's something there that we want to keep separate and it doesn't always have to be a secret it's just something that we don't want to cross paths and when you become aware of that in your life it's important that you do a self-check moment with yourself because a lot of times it then means is there something going on that you are not comfortable with something that you maybe not creative boundaries for, something that you might not have forgiven yourself for? Is there something there that you need to deal with in order for you not to be stressing all the time to keep friends separate? Now, some relationships are safe separate. Maybe, you know, when you have long distance friends or, you know, anything. But when you're purposely trying to keep relationships separate, you should really evaluate what is your perception on who you are and what it is that you're allowing your friends to see in your life. Compartmentalized relationships also box people off based on professional life, personal life, social life, Christian life, married life, you know, whatever the case might be. And we throw people in those categories as well, right? So maybe your best friend can only be a part of your personal life, your social life, and your Christian life. She might can't know about your married life. Well, she might can't know about your secret life. And while that is sometimes okay, you just have to be very mindful of those type of compartmentalizations in your mind. 
Now, when we started this section, you know, I titled it Fair Weather Friends. And a fair weather friend, by definition, is a person who stops being a friend in times of difficulty or a person who stops being a friend in light of some information. And so when we begin to place people in different compartments and we restrict certain areas of our life to them, we have to ask ourselves, is this person really my friend? Do I fear that the relationship will be at risk if I reveal certain things about myself to them? Now, as I mentioned before, you know, we will all talk growing up house business is house business. So I'm not talking about that when I say keeping things away from friends, but just things that you would naturally share. If you feel that you can't open that part of yourself up to somebody, you really have to ask yourself, is this a fair weather friend in my life? Is this someone who I fear is going to walk away instantly in times of difficulty? Or is this person really my friend? Because if they're really your friend, you have to do that self-check and that work to really work on your own insecurity so that you can have that open communication and healthy communication with the other people that are in your life. So we have the fair weather friend and then we have the ambivalent friend or the ambivalent relationship. And this is a really important topic because I think that many of us have at least one or two ambivalent relationships that we're dealing with and we probably don't realize it. So ambivalent relationships are those draining relationships that we have. Ambivalent relationships describe those relationships where we are kind of stuck on the fence. We don't know if we're still cool or we're not still cool. Um, We don't know if we grew apart. We're trying to decide whether or not I'm trying to carry you into the next area of my life. But I'm not trying to necessarily cut you off because I don't want the drama. But then when I bring you around, it's just, it's stress and it's anxiety, right? Those are ambivalent relationships. And believe it or not, ambivalent relationships take away a whole lot of energy from us than any other relationship. This is because people who we are naturally close to and naturally flowing with, they don't bother us. There are people I'm sure that you talk to every day without even thinking about it. But the person who you have to constantly ask yourself about, is this person truly happy for me? Do I really feel like being around this person today? Anytime you find yourself asking those kind of conversations, I'm sorry, anytime you find yourself asking those kind of questions about a relationship with a friend, that is a clear red flag that that relationship is not healthy. This might be a relationship that you need to get rid of. You have to pay very close attention to how people respond to you when you give good news. Have you ever been in a situation where you expressed some new information, some exciting information about your life, and the friend, quote unquote, that you expressed this to gets quiet? Right? People who really care about us are always wanting us to progress. They are always wanting us to elevate to the next level. And they want that so badly for us that at no point in time are they ever comparing themselves to us. But sometimes we have people in our circle who, when we give good news to them, they get quiet. They get quiet. They ask questions. They try to discourage you. And you're really just looking for that congratulations or that shared excitement. 
Well, this might be a person you have an ambivalent relationship with. This might be somebody who you aren't having healthy communications with, healthy dialogue, healthy interactions, and it really might be time to separate yourself from that relationship. So if you're ever questioning whether or not you are in an ambivalent relationship, you have to pay attention to your body response. I talked about the subconscious and the unconscious level earlier. So have you ever heard of the fight or flight response? So the fight or flight response is usually something that is described when we are in fearful situations, right? Our body tenses up, we get sweaty, and we have to determine, am I going to go through with this moment of fear or nervousness, or am I going to leave? Am I going to leave the situation and, you know, relieve this feeling? In its own way, our body goes through something when we are surrounded by people who we have ambivalent relationships with. Our brain is on overdrive because we're trying to figure out the right words to say we're trying to make sure that we're not having certain facial expressions you're a little more stressed out than you are than going out with other people if you ever feel body changes when you're around someone pay attention to that energy pay attention if someone is constantly draining you pay attention to those people who are not excited for you and always wanting better for you Those are signs of ambivalent relationships. So what happens if you do decide that you have an ambivalent relationship with someone? Well, we are too old to just keep people around just because. So ultimately, we have to have a breakup. Evaluate your friendships. Evaluate all your relationships because Your energy is what's most important. Your emotional wellness is what's most important. And you can't risk your feelings by worrying about somebody else's. There's a saying that goes that people come into our life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And sometimes people who are there for a season, we get them confused. We start to believe that because they were there for some significant part of our lives, that that means that they could never go anywhere. But that's not true. We will always outgrow people and we have to learn to be okay with that. When you're trying to decide if you are needing to break up with a friend, there's one important question to ask. Are you doubting that they are really happy for you? If the answer is yes, let them go. If the answer is no, figure out what are some things that you can do to move the relationship along. Relationships, no matter if they're intimate, friendship, or family, they're always a two-way street, and there's always some work to be done on your end as well as theirs. If it is time for a relationship to come to an end, it is not always a bad thing. Sometimes, you know... Things just grow apart. Nothing bad happened. There was no fight. There was no animosity. We just grow apart. And we have to be okay with the idea that sometimes even in the natural, things change. People change and we are not meant to hold on to people forever. You will sometimes block your blessing by trying to stay with people who cannot be with you for you to elevate to the next phase of your life. Always look for discernment. Always pray for discernment. 
you have to take true inventory of where you're going in your own life to really see if the people that are in your circle are going to push and elevate you to get there. You will never get to your blessing if you don't stop messing with people that God has already removed from your life. At all times, you have to be connected to the right people. So if I may, I want to give you a really quick um, biblical reference to help you make sense of this. In Mark chapter 8, Jesus heals the blind man, but the blind man can't see, meaning that there had to be somebody or some friends who brought this man to Jesus. And so the, the message in that right there is that the blind man was surrounded by people who wanted the best for his life. Those people already had sight and they wanted the blind man to have sight as well. And so if we look at just that simple piece, you want to be surrounded by people that want to elevate you to a position to have what they have and even sometimes more than what they have. But what happens when God says that it's time for separation? What happens when those people who want you to have what they have or want to elevate you to a new place are, n are not able to go with you into that new season? What happens when those relationships break up? If we stay in the story about the blind man, the text says that the people brought the blind man to Jesus and Jesus, after healing the blind man, took him. So the people brought the blind man to Jesus to regain his sight. But once healed, Jesus took him from the people who brought him. In other words, Jesus had disconnected the once blind man from the people who brought him to him because their only assignment was to get him to Jesus. Not to go with him to where Jesus was going to elevate him next in his life. Sometimes people, again, are with us for a reason or a season and not a lifetime. There are people who are designed to be there for a reason. They are there for seasons of transition or seasons to get us to our next assignment. And so we have to be mindful that we do not keep people permanent in our lives who are meant to be transitional. It's a mistake to keep people in our lives whose season has ended. Don't be afraid to take inventory of your relationships. Sometimes relationships must come to an end and that is okay. It is okay for relationships to come to an end. Take the inventory, be intentional about where you want to go with your own life and see if the people that are surrounding you are heading in the same direction, can move you in that direction or even help pray on your behalf to get you there. So just so that this doesn't become too, too long, we're just going to quickly recap and I will let you guys go until episode three. So what is a friend? Why is it so hard to maintain our friendships when they're not romantic? Even when a friendship is not romantic, they take work. Communication and boundary setting is often important in our relationships. We must always be mindful of our boundaries. Boundaries can change. Relationships can change. And if they do change, we have to be willing to have those difficult conversations to decide if this relationship is meant to remain. If it's not, 
if you feel that something's funny, it's time to take inventory of your relationship. And if you take inventory of your relationship and decide that it's time for you to move on, be okay with that decision. Make a sound decision. Always keep yourself first. Remember, you have to be connected to the right people to maintain emotional wellness at all times. You have to be connected to the right people in order to elevate to the next phase of your life. Be surrounded by people who are so committed to you reaching your full potential that they will make themselves enemies with your weakness. Be around people who have no problem telling you when you're wrong. Keep people around who you know are going to push you to be the greatest that you can be. And always have some people around you who will pray for you even when you're not asking. Relationships are difficult, but relationships are necessary. We all need relationships in our lives, but it is our job to put in the work to make sure that these relationships are healthy. So on that note, we are going to end my melanin and soul for this week. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me or leave a comment and I'll be sure to respond. And we'll be back next month for another episode of My Melanin and Soul. And remember, we want you to feel, deal, and heal with the everyday issues surrounding you. Thanks. Have a great night.